Got buddy Vaughn here. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing well. Loving BS on all platforms. Cleveland's own joining me here tonight, as I mentioned before, buddy Vaughn. Rising star here. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for the big break? Man, I think so. I, I hope to God I am. But as of right now, it's feeling good. <laughs> What's been the most surprising person that's reached out to you this far? Because I noticed when I posted my flyer and just other people reacting to my stories saying that you're very talented. Has there been someone so far in the industry that's wowed you so far that's reached out now that they've seen the the body of work starting to release? Um, Honestly, Romeo Miller has been one person. And the mm. second person has been Tricky Stewart, amazing producer, produced for like Beyonce, Rihanna, like literally the GOAT. And um, Bigger Ranking. He's on a lot of YFM Lucci's music. Okay, yeah, I, I know who he is. That, that's yeah. big. And it's only going to get bigger from here. And, you know, with your music, with, with Love and BS, got so much more on the way here. Are you planning a tour for this? Or are you kind of going to wait for like an album? What, what are we going to get here? Honestly, that's still in the works. I can't say too much. Yeah, it's still locked in kind of like yeah. the movie you were in <laughs> right <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> oh, you know multi-talented i heard about it just your whole life story and it's interesting that you even considered at a time that you wanted to just give it up you were going to go into nursing this was following in your mother's footsteps was that mostly yeah. why you wanted to get into nursing yeah like my mom is an rn and my sister is a nurse practitioner and honestly, like, I've just always watched them work. And I honestly have a passion for people. Like, I'm at work right now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, I just have, like, a passion for people. And, yeah, like, when I'm finished, like, winning my Grammys and everything and everything I want to do I'm in my music career, I definitely still do want to go to nursing school for sure. Wow. So you still want to. That, that's interesting. Not a lot of people want to have because people call nursing an ordinary job. But it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. that you would still want to yeah. have that ordinary job even yeah. when you're famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with having a little backup plan or, you know, something else you're passionate about. No. How how far do you plan on taking the movies and everything? Because Scam Likely, I've Tubi, you could check out all the movies yeah. on Tubi. How, how much <laughs> yeah. further do you plan on taking your acting career? Honestly, pretty far, because I enjoy it almost as much as music. So honestly, pretty far. Hopefully I'll be nominated for Emmy or Oscar one day. Yeah. And, and you have that in common with Aaliyah. Aaliyah was the first one. I heard that you performed her song and just yes. she was an actress too. Queen of the Damned. She's yes, Romeo. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Romeo must die. Yeah. Oh my God. Aaliyah is my sister's favorite artist. And like my sister named her first child after her. Literally Aaliyah, same spelling and everything. Wow. It, it, you still have the iPod? You still have the iPod with all the music on there from the Aaliyah you know, song? I honestly... I, I don't think I do. I wish I did so I can download my EP so I can give myself more streams. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I have it. But was this like the first iPod, like the real first one where you had to like, like kind of like swirl it around? It was like a circle and it only had like a small screen. It was like the first touchscreen one. Okay, like the, the iPod thick, touch. Like, yeah, it yeah. was the first thick iPod touch. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how much those are going to go for someday because I think I still have mine somewhere. You're going to make me look for mine when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we, we all know about your grandmother, too, because your grandmother was big in the 60s. Mm -hmm. She's very supportive yep. of your career and yes. just hearing how you kind of paid homage to her with your name. But mm -hmm. Buddy Holly was something that you were considering yeah. going on until you did your research. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, my God. So one day my Instagram had um, my old, old Instagram got deleted and I was listening to Buddy Holly by Weezer. And I was like, I'm just going to call myself Buddy Holly. And then, like you said, I did my research and I was like, well, I can't call myself that because he was a singer in like the 40s and 50s. Yeah. 
So I got the vine, of course, from my amazing grandmother, literally my best friend. We have the same birthday and everything. And I combined the two and like it just stuck. Everybody calls me Buddy Vaughn, Buddy V. Everybody calls me that. It works. And it, it, it's going to be a big stage name and, and people are going to reckon they're already recognizing you for it. And it, it's just it, it, the markability is there, in my opinion, yeah. and especially yeah. when you paying homage. What What's something that your grandmother was the most important advice she gave you about the industry? She always told me to like stay true to myself and don't let people get under my skin and just make sure I always show my talent because I naturally have it. Did she ever kind of describe to you what the industry was like back then? Just how different it was? Because it was the 60s. Um, yeah, honestly, she never gave me too much detail because I'm not going to lie. My my grandmother did not like traveling. She didn't like any of that stuff. She told me she was like, I like the fact that you like traveling because I hated it. She was like, I did not like traveling because my mother, my grandmother's not really a people person. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, that traveling was so hard. It was just so much to do. And she she didn't like it, but she always told me that it was fun performing because she loved performing. She was really passionate about it, but she said she would perform and go. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that she would love to do. She would just perform and go. And I was like, I don't blame you, Ma. I really don't blame you. Yeah, traveling gets hectic, especially if you're someone that is comfortable being in your home state, too, and you don't mm -hmm. want to move around too much. I, I can get yeah. that. Have you thought about recreating or covering one of her songs to pay homage? I have. I really yeah. have. I've I've thought of sampling one of her songs. I have to pick. On the next album, maybe. Yes, yes, of course, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, your first song, Questions, this was released on SoundCloud. The streams mm -hmm. went crazy. What were kind of oh the opportunities that opened up for you once that song released? Um. Oh, my gosh. I actually was performing that song everywhere in Cleveland when it first came out. And honestly, when it came out, that was like, I think 2017, I didn't think it was going to do that good. Like I produced it. And of course I wrote it and everything. I co-produced it. And then my friend Dylan Coach, I haven't talked to him in a while, but great guy. He um, helped me produce it. He recorded me, engineered it, mixed and mastered it. And honestly, like, dude, I think it got, I don't know how many plays it has now, but like literally, I think I got like 20K plays in like two weeks. And I, I heard was about like, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like I was so happy. And that gave me a lot more motivation. And I was like 17 years old. That's when I like just started taking music serious. So that getting as many plays definitely had me like, OK, maybe I do have like a future in this. Mm -hmm. I did hear there was a statement there where you didn't even think that you would make it this far. Oh, yeah, and no. That you were kind of and I agree with your attitude that you should have blown up by now. There's a lot of people <laughs> that shouldn't have blown up the way they have so far because we've seen yeah. some of them i'm not going to get into names because i could be here right. all night that have blown up like in no time uh, i'll give you a quick example ice spice mm -hmm. okay and that's enough but oh no i like her please <laughs> but when we really look at it when you see someone that has your talent you should have been on so i get what you're saying when you're like i should have been on by now but you're mm -hmm. a people person but there is something i did want to ask you because you said you used to be angry so how did you kind of just turn yourself into a more positive person and lose that anger? Because I kind of realized that like life could be a lot worse and I could be in a lot of worse situations. Like I'm really, really blessed, like especially with the support I have from my friends, my families, even my coworkers, like from the people that follow me on Instagram, like a lot of this stuff could be worse and like God could really do something the total opposite that I want to be done. So I've always told myself like I got to remain humble because God can take it away anytime. 
like because he doesn't have to bless you like he's doing that because he loves you he doesn't have to do it just because he's bored and he wants to bless you like no like and I also really deeply believe in karma and I always want to treat people how I want to be treated so yeah I was like I need to stop being ungrateful and be grateful for the accomplishments that I do have Mm -hmm. and ever since then like it's honestly just been a breeze I feel like I'm not gonna say I don't take things too serious because I am still working on that um but I don't take a lot of things to heart I've learned to let a lot of stuff go and just make myself happy at the end of the day without being too selfish do you ever look deep into the karma to the fact like maybe oh man I wonder what I did in my past life that I'm going through this storm do you ever look at it that way too yes yeah (laughs) I'm like dang what did I do like sometimes I think like geez what did I do eight months ago for this to happen to me right now yeah like what could I possibly have done? Yeah, it, it happens because you just go yeah. through those storms where you're just up and, and you're right. That's why you got to remain humble because that mm-hmm. rug can just be ripped right out from under you. Yeah, it really can. It really can. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. you have someone that's really important who discovered you on Instagram. Shout out to Phil. He's yeah, then yeah, literally my really best supportive. friend. Yeah, he found yes. you on, on Instagram. Kind of get into mm-hmm. how the the initial conversation started with you two in the Instagram DMs. Yeah, so honestly, he so he actually found me on TikTok at first. Okay. So I was singing um a song. It was um the Pretty Little Liars like theme song. And I was like, this is when I worked at a factory. I worked at the plane dealer and I was on break. I was in the bathroom and it was like it was like a nice echo. So I'm like, I'm about to sing a song and I sang that. And it it didn't necessarily go viral, but it got like two hundred thousand views on TikTok. And then he DM'd me and like the rest is history. Like he's been like my uncle slash best friend for the past three, four years, literally. Yeah, we had a conversation. He's really helping you out. Are you guys, are you looking for that deal? Is that something that you want? Because I know people are are so big on being independent nowadays because you can Mm -hmm. gain your own revenue and the deals may not be as glamorous as it seems. But are you looking for a deal? Um, I am looking for a deal, but I also have no problem with being independent. Mm. But the one thing I've learned about having a deal with a record label, like a major label, is that even though they do want some type of percentage, some of them definitely still do still let you have your royalties and everything. But at the same time, like doing everything on your own or without a team is hard. Like it, it's very hard. Like because for years I was my own manager. I was having my own content ideas and it was hard. And it was to a point where I kind of got like, you know, like how they call like stuff like writer's block, like when people Mm -hmm. like can't like I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like this is tiring. But when I developed a team and when I kind of like got the blueprint, I was like, okay, cool. Then I met Phil. He had it made it real easy for me. Like I realized how important DJs were making drops and just just being loyal, really just being loyal and strategic. So, yeah, like, I mean, honestly, it's been a process, but it's been an amazing process. And I definitely do want that label deal um me and him are kind of shopping right now so yeah. i'm excited for that <laughs> <laughs> how did it feel to finally get down to atlanta because i saw you did that song christmas in atlanta but how does it mm-hmm. feel to be because i know you're going back and forth between there and cleveland yeah. how did mm-hmm. it feel to first touch down there you know what's crazy um atlanta and cleveland are actually really similar mm. it's honestly just more opportunity and um more like it's more people and more opportunity down there I like it. I think it's cool. Um, I don't know if I would move there yet because the city life is cool, but the city life is more so my type of time when it's time to promote my music. But like when I'm not on my music stuff, like I'm at the gym, I'm chilling, stuff like that. So 
if I were to move there, I would definitely probably move out of the city. But if I want to kick it or promote, I will definitely be in the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cleveland has music legends. I mean, when you look at Bone Thugs, they're mm-hmm. the face of Cleveland. What do you think that you guys are lacking on the music scene? Because I know you got Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not the biggest fan mm-hmm. of his. But mm-hmm. when you look at it, you've had great acts come out of there who have been success stories. I mean, LeBron with sports. What mm-hmm. is it that you, you think Cleveland's lacking? We don't support each other. Mm. I feel like everybody hates on each other. Like, I honestly feel like if we support each other and put as much energy into positivity as we do in the hate, like, we would have a lot more success and bring a lot more money here, too, because a lot of people don't realize, yeah, MGK is really popular. Bone Thugs was really popular back in the day. Till this day, like, Doughboy's, like, blowing up still. YFL Kelvin, like, that girl, Jaw, like, it's a lot of people that are blowing up, but people just be hating, bro. Like, they hate so much and if that didn't happen we would be in a lot more like positive space and i feel like that's something that we we need to work on and i'm saying we just to make everybody feel included because like we really definitely have to work on that like seriously yeah. for real <laughs> do you crazy. think it's because it's so hard to make it out of cleveland you think that's why there's so much hate because when you look because I, I come from connecticut and you know everyone mm-hmm. no one supports people please when you look mm-hmm. at new york when you're in new york or like in atlanta do you think it's because it's such it's such a huge monumental place where there's success stories everywhere you think that's why yeah. there's less hate in those places than there are yeah, smaller I- places yeah, and I feel like it's more motivation there because it's so many people that have came out of there and have been successful. Like, even in California, like, don't get me wrong, like, a lot of people, like, kind of mess with certain people just to, like, get themselves higher. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, the word of mouth is, like, really important. Like, the power of the tongue is crazy. Like, yeah, social media is great. Definitely an amazing asset. But, like, when people are going around telling people about your stuff, have them download this, have them download that, have them watch this, like, it's crazy like and it means a lot like it means a whole lot just knowing somebody really could change your life one favor could change your life so I just feel like we just need to all support each other and like just remain like positive and humble because people really lack that like people really really lack that yeah, people are, too, especially now with social media, how do you, I know you're not big on social media, but it's interesting. How do you not kind of let the peer pressure get to you? Because you see people having to act out of character and they do things for clout. So how do you kind of just stay in your own lane and not worry what they're doing? Because we know what goes on for people to go viral. They do the most crazy things just yeah. to get those clicks and likes. Yeah, honestly, um, respectfully, I just think it's weird. <laughs> I'm like not a weird person like I mean people do what they do like and I also think about what could the consequence be and what like could I go back am I gonna go back to this and be like I regret that I don't post stuff and I don't say stuff that I feel like I'm gonna regret later and on top of that like I'm just kind of I'm kind of to the age I mean I'm 24 but I'm kind of to the point where it's just like I'm not a kid anymore like I'm trying to have an established career successful have good relationships and make sure like everything works in me and my team's favor when it comes to favors that we do need because people don't understand like that's really important and loyalty and just being genuine is huge because that doesn't happen in the industry people snakes left and right no matter what so 
But I mean, yeah, it's weird. But like, I mean, hey, get it how you live, I guess. But I'm not going to be getting it how you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I get it. Yeah, you're going to live how you want to live. That's how, yeah. that's how you're going to do it. And, and that's the only yeah. way. Yeah, got to keep your friends close, enemies closer, friends right. on only on one hand that you can count because you don't need any mm-hmm. more than that. Then you can't right. control. You got to have some control of who's around you. I mean, just everything, especially with social media, you've talked about just putting it down and getting into reading books. Have you been able mm-hmm. to accomplish that as of recent? I did hear that one of your previous interviews, you want to get into reading. So I'm not going to lie. I haven't been reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. I definitely still need to work on that. Um, because I mean, honestly, I don't watch TV. If I'm like watching anything, it's like on YouTube or like I watch YouTube on the TV. I don't watch, like, I'm not really into politics. I don't watch um, like I don't watch reality shows. I don't do anything like that. If I see anything or know about anything, it's because of social media. But I'm more so like watch like dad jokes on YouTube or like I like UFC a lot in WWE. So I, I heard watch, you're a big like, WWE MMA fan. Fight. Yeah, I'm a yeah. huge WWE. <laughs> I literally have been since I've like been eight years old. I like I follow all the fan pages, like everything. Wow. And um, yeah, I'll just watch something like that. Or of course I listen to music, but music is definitely like 70% of what I listen to and what I watch, whether it's like a music video or like behind the scenes or like a whole album, whatever. It's mainly just music really, but I definitely do need to get into reading. I started this book. I need to finish it because it's not even that long. So I just need to finish it. (laughs) How about the secret? Have you thought about reading a book like that? I've heard that has helped manifest a lot of positive things in people's lives. I was lives. about to say, is that about like manifestation? Of like yeah, laws of attraction tell me if you read it and you kind of just keep it to yourself, you could kind of just create your own reality. That's what I've heard. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't read it. I, I probably should. I do have it, but mm-hmm. I'm focused on just my own ambitions and goals. It's like, I really don't have time for this because reading yeah. takes dedication. I'm not in yeah, college anymore. So I'm, I always say <laughs> I'm retired from reading books and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, you know how it is. And yeah. yeah, you have to find some real time and dedication to do that. I agree. That's why I started and I kind of stopped because I'm like, yeah, but I need to start again. <laughs> <laughs> so say if Triple H calls you to, tomorrow and, and he tells you to come in, he wants you to come in and, and have a match. Who would you want to wrestle with and what would your finisher signature move be? Oh, my God. I would probably wrestle. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would probably wrestle like Beth Phoenix or Natalia and my finisher wrestling move would literally probably be the twist of fate and the swan time bomb and like my signature move. Yes, and my signature move would be whisper in the wind. So Jeff Hardy's my favorite. Yeah, he's your favorite. I heard that. Yes, he's my favorite. So anything he did jumping off of stuff, flipping, whatever, a thousand percent doing exactly what he did. I would want a little bit of training. Yeah. (laughs) I would definitely do that a thousand percent. Like, oh my God. That question just made me so happy. Like (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad it did. Oh is, my God. I is Ray Mysterio WWE. still there? Is, is he still wrestling? He is. Yeah. He he's was like my had, favorite growing up. Yeah. He's he's a really cool guy. Like I so I haven't watched it like recently. I just know the last time I watched it, he was like having this feud with his son. Cause you know, his son, Dominic Mysterio. Really? Wow. Is, yeah, he's in WWE now. And he's great. Like he's become like a big star too. Insane yeah. how the the legacies live on within that company right. with the DBSs. When you always look mm-hmm. at it, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
And then you could come out to your own song, Love and BS. Right. Yeah. Right. See? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put that twist of face up, fate on it. Beth Phoenix and exactly. all Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. But I, let's get back to, to your acting work and just your movies, because it was this Cleveland movie company that believed in your work because they saw your audition work and then they put you in these roles. Mm-hmm. What were kind of things that you're doing beforehand? Were you kind of just submitting the things on backstage, looking for your own work? Yeah. That, was this the work that they mm-hmm. found and you submitted to them? So actually, so I definitely um, did put videos on backstage, like headshots and everything. Um, on backstage, I didn't find too much work. Um, and it was okay. But at the same time with backstage, I wasn't really that consistent. Um, but yeah, like they put up a casting, like a casting for HWIC film, Filmworks. Shout out to them. Love them. Like that's literally my family. Um and I sent the video in because I, I was out of town and they picked me in like the set was fun. Like Scam Likely was really, really fun. That was like my first big role. And it was like my first role ever. The waitress role. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, my God, I had an amazing time. Then Locked In was super fun. We shot Locked In in like three days. <sighs> like, so we were literally in the we were in this cold as basement for three days. <laughs> <laughs> But it was great because, like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like Locked In, I feel like I did really good on Scam Likely, but I feel like Locked In was probably my favorite acting role. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I feel like I really showed my range more so Mm -hmm. in that. Because, like, Scam Likely, I was, like, a bit nervous, kind of, like, getting comfortable in my character, but I feel like my character in Locked In, like, fit me more, minus the ditzy part, because they had me be ditzy. But other than that, I feel like it was a good role for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your ultimate role that you want? Whereas it could be on any show, or it could be something that hasn't been created yet. What's something that you want to play? You know, I've always wanted to kind of be, like, a, a action movie, like, not like a hero, but like, like, for example, like a John Wick okay or like yeah i think that's so cool like because he's unstoppable so yeah. it's like i think that's so cool like something like that or like some like a mr mrs mr and mrs smith type of vibe like something like that mm. now that would be interesting yeah and you took acting so classes cool. too yeah so i went yeah. to um i went to chagrin falls and it was a theater program um it was like a cell text. It was like a it was like a college program in high school. Okay. And I went there for two years, got my certificate in performing arts and theater. So we were like acting and everything, but the first the first year was mainly like the Shakespearean era. So it was like Shakespeare, like poems and you know, Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet. And the second year is when they got like really versatile versatile with everything. And I had a great time. And I they also taught me how to sing out of my diaphragm. Wow. Um so that was like great. It was it was kind of different because it was it was a diverse group of us. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, the first year I was clowning. I'm not gonna lie. I was clowning because of course respect to the Shakespearean era, because like if it wasn't for that era, we wouldn't have certain movies and we wouldn't have certain like tales and books and everything. But it just didn't really interest me that much. But mm. the second year I kind of got more serious because I liked it and it was my senior year. And I was like, do I really want to do this? I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always tell people, if you want to do film, you got to go to Atlanta. You got to go to mm-hmm. L.A. Because if you want to do Shakespeare and all that, get your crown and your sword and all that stuff. Yeah. And Broadway in New York, because that's all that's yeah. there, really. <laughs> that's all that's there. <laughs> yeah. And people get serious yeah. into that theater. I'm not into it. I'm not. I'm more. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. Get me the. 
get me the M16 like scarf yeah. let's do a roll mm-hmm. like let's go you know I mean something more like yeah. locked in or saw or something I have mm-hmm. no time for the stage people yeah. do that and they get really yeah that's not for me <clears throat> yeah I realized that I wasn't a theater kid as soon as I got to that school <laughs> yeah. I thought I was a theater kid I'm like oh I'm not a theater kid they were like Hamlet Macbeth and Sweeney Todd I was like spongebob squarepants wwe (laughs) i was like what are y'all talking about i was like i am not a theater kid at all i knew i wasn't i was like this is weird yeah there's always those stereotypes i don't want to criticize any of the audience listening but there's always those stereotypes around the drama kids that were in the the theater we we all know what that is but and they're true yeah (laughs) they are very 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 true like Uh, i know firsthand they're very very true yeah oh i can only imagine i believe i've seen it firsthand so yeah i can Mm -hmm. only confirm that you you touched down in atlanta you're Mm -hmm. you're in cleveland have you thought about going out to california um i've actually been to california a few times Mm. i actually really enjoy california um i was out there working with no id and his team okay um living there Probably not only because their cost of living is so high, yeah. but um, I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely probably have like some type of studio apartment or like when I get to that point to like have multiple houses, I would probably have a house out there. But as for like home, as of right now, no. No. Yeah, Cleveland. But like visiting, I'm not going to like, like Cleveland is always going to be home. But like when I do get to that level, I want to I know I'm going to have like the multiple houses and everything. So everywhere will be my home at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like I I can't even put like I can't even really put my finger on it. Yeah. How big of a deal was it when I mean, especially like when LeBron left for Miami, just you being there Mm -hmm. and then when he came back and won because the tide completely when he left, he was hated. They're burning the jerseys. Oh, my God. My dad. Oh, my God. My dad was so mad when he left. And then when he came back, of course, he was like happy, but he was much like, oh, he's just going to leave again. But I mean, kind of after he got us the ring, like everybody was like him after him and Kyrie got us the ring. They were like, "Okay, you you can leave. You got us what we wanted. Like, thank you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But oh, my God, the city was in an uproar when he left. And when he left, I was like younger. I was like. What what year was that? 2013, 2014? He yeah, I think it was because he was in Miami by then. Twenty might have been twenty eleven. I think maybe mm-hmm. twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right around that. Because I remember he was on the Heat because he won in twenty thirteen with them, twenty fourteen with them. Mm-hmm. And I think he lost to the Mavericks in between there one time too. Oh. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I was young when he left. Like I was really young, and I just remember like on the news they were burning jerseys. I like my neighbors had all their calves up in the trash. I was like, oh my god! I was like, and you know, like I'm not really in the like sports and stuff. Now I'm more so in the sports because I bet. Yeah. But like back then, I'm just like, is it really that serious? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! But yeah, I mean, when you're a dedicated fan, it's definitely that serious. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm pulling for your Browns, too. I hope they, because I'm a Jet fan, so I know it's like I'm representing for you tonight because I always wear a hat wherever my guest is from. So I'm pulling for your Browns. I hope they do win. You guys, if anyone, if any team deserves it besides the Jets, it's the Browns. So I know it. Yeah. It's been rough. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been rough. (laughs) (laughs) 
let's look at something hypothetically here because you don't like social media. I'm, I don't like it either. I think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the other day, man, how did all these guys like Dipset, all these artists, fabulous. How did they survive without social media back in the day? Right. Now it seems like you just, it's so necessary and it's vital. What do you think would happen if social media, Instagram just went away and we went back to old times? One day we just woke up, Instagram's gone. What do you think would happen? I feel like a lot of people's mental states would be better. Because mm. I feel like social media really, like, eats at the brain yeah. for a lot of people. I feel like if you're, like, really weak-minded, I'm not even going to say weak-minded because that sounds mean, but I feel like if you're not strong-minded and you let stuff get to you and if you're super emotional and, like, if you see certain things, like, it triggers you, like, I feel like if that all went away, a lot of people would be a lot better. Because, like, just, like, the whole thing, like, with women and, like, their bodies and everything, like, women feel like they have to look a certain way guys feel like they have to be rich as hell you know what i'm saying like it's just the standards would be a lot different and a lot more people would be quiet because a lot of people say certain things and they think their opinion is needed and that's fine you can say whatever you want to but it's certain things that like you don't have to say like you don't have to tell us you just woke up and ate a banana and now you're on your way to work like you didn't have to say that like thank you but (laughs) (laughs) next time you can keep that to yourself (laughs) you can yeah alternative music you were big in the alternative when you were younger how do you yes. think you can incorporate or integrate that sound into your r&b music i feel like honestly like showing my range like when mm-hmm. i sing because i'm gonna be honest like i got into alternative music when i was like 14 and like the first the first like ever song where i was like okay i'm in love with the song it was drain you by nirvana i was actually playing a rock band and I was like, I like this music on here. Like, this is great. And I was playing the drums at first before I had grabbed the mic. And, and like, piano. I think I heard that you played piano, too. Yeah, I did yeah. play the piano. And I stopped. I need to start again. Because yeah. I was like, that was my instrument. Like, the piano was definitely my instrument. And, um, yeah, like, I was playing rock band all the time. I I was only listening to grunge for like a year straight from like 14 years old to 15 years old I was strictly listening to grunge I always like was in a pop like Kelly Clarkson used to be my favorite singer she's still one of my favorite vocalists but yeah that rock era I'm definitely still in it my favorite band right now is Arctic Monkeys Mm. but like before like I mean after Nirvana and before Arctic Monkeys it was Three Days Grace like I was a diehard Three Days (laughs) Grace fan (laughs) like die hard like oh my god and then when their lead singer left and they got a new one I I kind of stopped listening to them I'm not gonna lie but their music isn't bad it's just different when you've been listening to a band so long and the lead singer that you've listened to for years is like gone it's mm. just completely different do you think it's possible anyone could kind of reinvent or just remake grunge because like, I love like Nirvana that whole era Smashing Pumpkins yeah yeah, yeah it's legendary um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's possible to come back because I honestly feel like that kind of techno sound is coming back. Mm. Cause like, cause TikTok blows everything up. Like if your sound goes viral on TikTok, like you're a star automatically. Yeah. You got deals coming left and right. So I feel like um just like with um Pink Panthers, like she has kind of like the techno, like cute girly pop song. And I feel like if that can come back, because that was popular like late nineties, early two thousands, I feel like anything is possible. So I feel like if somebody approached it right. Crunch could definitely come back for sure. And R&B's back because we, we got yes. Buddy Vaughn here. And then right. <laughs> you've spoken about it in the past that you believe that all, all the women in R&B can come together. 
Yeah, a thousand percent. Because I'm gonna be honest, like I feel like we kind of run it. Like, mm. don't get me wrong, we still have like Lucky Day, Chris Brown, we have Bruno Mars, we have Silk Sonic, him and Anderson Park. Like, we definitely have like the sound, but I feel like the major, major hits and the major like top charting hits is definitely coming from the R and B girls for sure. Yeah. Janae too. Yeah, it's Yeah, yeah. SZA, that that's another right. one. Yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. the R&B is definitely on the rise and back for sure. If you were in an elevator, g- give me your elevator pitch to the weekend. That's your favorite. So what, what would you tell them if you only had Honestly, like one minute? Honestly, I would minute? probably pass out. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I pass out. Honestly, you know what's crazy? I don't know because I feel like I don't. Honestly, dude, I have no idea because can you imagine how many people probably try to pitch at him? So I probably would probably just try to be cool. Like be Mm. like, hey, like I'm a big fan of your music. I'm also a singer, but I love you. Like you inspire me. And I'll show him like my tattoo that I have of his first two albums on my shoulder. But I wouldn't be like, please collab. Because like if he said no, my world would come Uh, down. Yeah, Then you'd have to go get the tats lasered off. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, how do you think Bruno Mars, because you, you've spoken about wanting to work with him as a songwriter, what do you feel as though he could add to your songwriting? I feel like he can add a lot of feel because, mm. like, he's such a good songwriter. Like, he's such a good songwriter. Like, literally, my favorite song on um him and Anderson Pac's album is called After Last Night. And, like, the way he just writes and the way he performs his music is crazy. Just like Lucky Day's... um it's you that's he wrote that i when that song first came out i swear i listened to that song like five times a day for like a month straight like it's just the way he writes is crazy and then the way he has the artist whether he's the artist or he's like writing for somebody the way he has them perform it is like crazy i feel like he'd really like push me to that limit because his music is great and his pen is insane yeah, I think if the, these guys like The Weeknd and Bruno Mars heard your songs, I think they would just be ready to work right away because the talent's there. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the EP out now, Love and BS. I heard the story about what inspired it, you know, just the, the relationship. I heard about it already and just in mm-hmm. how the guy was jealous in, in the relationship and you kind of just had to cut it off. Do you feel as though it's kind of, I think relationships as a whole in this day and age are just mm-hmm. completely toxic and it's because of social yes. media. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it has to do with social media, but I also feel like it has to do with how people grow up, like, like their, their family and like their mom, their dad, and like the stuff that they went through and just like themselves. Cause I mean, I I wasn't perfect. You know what I'm saying? But it definitely has to do with those two things. Like those are two major things and you also can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. So. No, and it's a big power balance too. I've noticed that if if one person's yes. too successful, then the other one's going to get jealous, and then they're yeah, it, it's a disaster. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your personal favorite from the EP? I, I already told Phil, I put it on me. I used that for the story tonight. That's my personal mm-hmm. favorite. What's the yeah. one for you? Entitled. Mm. I feel like that really shows like my vocals like of course entitled and love and bs i've i mean i've loved love and bs ever since i recorded it you know what i'm saying yeah. but entitled is definitely like something i feel like you can feel the hurt and pain in my voice and that's why i like it yeah would you say yeah. that it's more bs than love out here right now yeah oh my god yeah. yes are you kidding me 
<laughs> yes. Maybe I just gave you the idea for your follow-up. Right. Yes, and love. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Give me a break. Are, are you already in the studio kind of mapping out the next EP? Because we know how music is today. I, I, I prefer artists to just stick with what you got out and then keep promoting and promoting and take your time with your work. But are you kind of already in go mode for your next release? Um, somewhat, but I'm always open. I'm kind of trying to keep my mind expanded. I don't, def- I don't necessarily want to keep myself in a box, but I for sure, like I'm ready to release ASAP. I just have to be strategic. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just think when you really start getting on these movie sets and then you start really taking over there, you're going to pen the soundtracks too. You got to do the right. soundtracks. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what are your short-term goals for 2024 what are something you feel as though you're going to be knocking down soon here because we're already what 10 days into the new year now mm-hmm. so what do you feel as though yeah. you're going to be knocking down soon here in 2024 um honestly i feel like i'm gonna be honestly like that's actually a really good question mm-hmm. i feel like for sure my short term my short-term goals is to always stay positive and be true to myself and not let certain things get to me. So that's kind of something I'm working on within myself. But as of like success as in my career, I definitely do want to get signed to a major. I definitely want that deal to be great. And I want like, I want to make all the people that are supporting me proud, honestly, especially my grandma, my mom, my dad, they're proud of me already. But when I get there, like I'm, I'm going to feel like I accomplished something um so that's short term honestly i can't really think of anything else yeah (laughs) (laughs) the grammys that those will be on the way too it's gonna it's all gonna happen yeah 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 i I just hope the label that you signed new is the right one that's the that's the one whether it's like a rock nation or something Mm -hmm. yeah me too it's got to be the right one right fingers crossed yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> uh, but Yvonne, is there anything else you'd love to let your fans know? Anything else that we didn't talk about here tonight? Thank you guys for supporting me. This is an of amazing course. interview. I had fun. Like, this Thank is you. actually so funny, especially the WWE question. Yeah. I can't wait to tell my parents <laughs> about that later. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you got to get practice in those moves. Triple H is going to be calling, right? right? Do some stretching and some. Yeah, <laughs> and get working on, on your company too because i know you used to make your own clothes i know you want you might want to do something with fashion or yeah i know you want to have your own brand so any mm-hmm. development there or is it still kind of where i've kind of described it as from when i done my research you kind of still don't know where you want to do with it yet but definitely got to stay tuned for sure stay tuned mm-hmm. there you have it and they can follow you on instagram and twitter at buddy von Make sure you yep. go give her a follow. Love and BS EP available mm-hmm. on all platforms. Christmas in Atlanta. Yep. Go download it now. But Yvonne, thank you yes. for coming on the show. Shout out to Phil for setting this up. You're always welcome yes. anytime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Have a great night. And I look forward to seeing the billboards, the awards, and the bright lights. It's going to happen. Yeah. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Of oh, course. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> Take you. care. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye.